Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Yes. Welcome back for an episode of the Lymphedema Podcast in Lipedema Month. June is Lipedema Month. And here is not Betty, it's Carolyn from Germany, um, a Lipedema fashion blogger from Germany. And I'm so proud to be here and be hosting, co-hosting uh, the Lymphedema Podcast. And on my side, I uh, say a warm welcome to Cara, the uh, beautiful soul in the international lipedema community. Hello, Cara. Hello, thank you. I am honored to be a part of this. Yeah, let's just dive into the topic because I'm really, I'm like on fire because we just changed like three sentences before and I already uh, feel the, yeah, the warmth um, of hope in the air. So um, yeah. You guys know about lipedema, you know all the hard facts, you know that it's, it cannot be cured, but you can learn to live with it. And I think we, we both can um, give you some advices and some mindsets and um, yeah, some, some stigmas you can, you can hold on to um, during hard days and tough, tough, painful days maybe. Um, there's always hope. So uh, yes, let's start. Definitely hope. Yeah, let's start with our um, experiences with the liposuctions because we both uh, got very different types of liposuctions. Um, I think your surgeon um, tried a whole new um, a type of doing this operation. Yes. Uh, so my surgeon, he does both the like typical liposuction to remove it, but then he also does manual extraction of the larger lipedema nodules that would not fit in a cannula. So like, you know, when you're using the vacuum cleaner and certain pieces that are too big won't suck up, it's that kind of thing. So what he does is he goes in and he makes like a little incision and, um, then manually massages like the leg or the arm or whatever body part he's working on to push all those loose, bigger nodules up and out the incision um, because he fully believes that the nodules is where the pain is held in. And if you leave behind some of them, you're not really getting rid of the condition and you're not really getting rid of the pain. It's still there. So he's done manual instruction on all of the surgeries I've had so far 
And he did it with the tummy tuck removal as well for Lipidema. Yeah, that's also my experience. Um, I had the whole canule thing and needle stitching in, in my in my tissue. And I I am not painless after this. I had three liposuctions um, on arms and legs, and I'm not pain three. So I kind of yeah, I'm very into your your kind of of, um, of um, surgeon because uh, it's very interesting, like like unique on the whole world so far. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's yeah, he's the one that started this technique, mm -hmm. and um, I do not have pain in the areas that we've worked. That would so be my next my question. Legs, yes, you are pain free yeah, in the regions front, that he worked on. Yeah. Yeah, my front of my lower legs, my saddlebags and hips, part of my thighs that we worked on, and then we did the tummy tuck, and my stomach used to be so tender to touch. Um, it was always covered in bruises. It was so sore. I couldn't lay on my stomach. I couldn't lay on my side. I have no pain in those areas that we have worked on. It used to flare up really bad. It would be super tender during my period. No response with that even. Um, no response with like the weather because the storms used to make it hurt more. But the areas we have worked on and he's removed the nodules, I do not have pain. That's incredible, really. That's that's a very it's it's I, I um I'm I'm so amazed about this. It's it's crazy. And um what would you uh what did your surgeon say uh, how many liposuctions he still has to go with you? Um He says that I'm closer to being done than not, but I, I would have thought I was like halfway um, because we still have like the back, the butt, the back of the legs and the arms still to do. So I would say that I have at least four surgeries still, mm -hmm. um, but he might be able to do, you know, some of the arms when he does the back and he might be able to combine things. It all just depends on how the surgeries go. He never goes in with a set, I'm going to take this amount of liters out, or I'm going to do this. He goes and bases it on how my body reacts. And if I'm bleeding too much, he would stop. Or if it seems like I'm bruising too bad, he would stop. So it all just depends on what my body can handle. And by four surgeries now, he really kind of knows how I handle things. And so he might combine things that, you know, I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, did your insurance cover that? No, my insurance doesn't cover anything. Um, I have like just insurance for my local state. So it doesn't cover anything outside of Pennsylvania. And there's no lipedema specialist or surgeons in Pennsylvania. Um, so it wouldn't be covered. Now, they're starting to get a lot more covered in the US. Insurances are starting to realize that like, this is a real thing and that it needs to be covered. So I'm hoping that even if it never helps me out, I'm hoping that it will help many, many women in the future that the insurance companies will see that this isn't cosmetic. This is medically necessary for this condition. Right. In Germany, um, many uh, women united fought for a, a political statement that um, there is some pressure from the polit politicians um, to uh, let the health insurance cover the liposuctions, like all of them, at least from stage three. 
but there are um, yeah some heart conditions that don't match really um, the the condition of the patients, like um, that the BMI has to be exact till thirty five or something, and um, after that the surgeon won't be uh, done. So um, yeah, it's it's still a hard way to go, but we are somehow on the way. Um, just at least to get the attention to it because it's right. I think the uh, well in Germany we are lucky to have a good therapy at least the um, the conservatively um, therapy we we get the stockings like um, two pairs a day uh, a year um, at least I, I get two pairs per half year and um yeah, like lymph drainage and, and such. So we are lucky to have that from the insurance. I yeah, learned that, that. Yeah, that that it's. <laughs> I think we are on uh, with with the Netherlands. We are on the top of of the world with this, um, and that's that's hard and harsh to know because the garments are like I I wouldn't survive without them. I'm I'm really oh, yeah. uh, I'm not as um, as as optically. Um, um how, how how would you say when my, when my limbs aren't that big as others with its disease um but the pain is i i would say is is pretty equal um i really have some some days in the year i i couldn't walk and i couldn't sit and i couldn't lay down nothing would work so yeah. um yeah that's that's pretty harsh someday and yeah you can you can say that lipedema pain is completely um uh it, you can you cannot say from the op optically side um if someone has more pain or less pain than one other right so, yeah so i'm i'm really depending on my garment because that makes me a little bit pain free or less pain and um yeah, with with some uh, with ketogen with a ketogenic um, diet, I also get some pain releases. Do you? Um, well, are you are you doing any diet to help with your therapy? I'm not. Um, part of the reason is I am very very stubborn, <laughs> and <laughs> for years I have been told just to diet or exercise, and have been forced on every diet there was growing up and I knew that it wasn't working for my body, that nothing that I ate or exercised like was changing my size. And so I knew that surgery was the only option for me personally. And so when I started this surgery journey, I was very determined to not change up how I ate or how I exercised because I wanted to prove that those weren't factors in my condition. I wanted to prove that like, it wasn't something I did or didn't do that got me to this stage. It's how my body reacted. So I have stubbornly holding on to not changing up stuff. I do, however, notice foods that bother me, me like bother me more now, because since I'm not puffy and bloated all over, I can see now when I bloat or I can feel pain in my legs in the areas we haven't touched when I eat certain things. So I might not eat as much of some of the things, um, but I haven't cut anything out completely yet. 
and keto wouldn't work for me because I did like a food sensitivities test and just about everything that's like used to make keto products is foods I'm sensitive to like cheese and almonds and almond flour and some of the lunch meat or meats. So keto would actually make me more inflamed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I'm glad it works for some, but it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. No, it's always a totally um, personal thing. You, everybody's yeah. different so um yeah i'm just glad i found something that that works on the pain um side and yeah. maybe there's some uh some diet for you too like like really not not for not to lose weight but to lose pain um some bodies react very good to that um but i'm i'm also like uh there must be there must be um things you have to do while um, feeling good at the moment you can't always work for any time in the future until that point you still feel not good Um, often your condition um, works together with your um, yeah with your mental health Mm -hmm. so um, this is a point where we really um, yeah found a way for us to feel positive about it about the life with lipedema um and uh i i often say in 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 english uh, in in germany um that well you are not lipedema you have it but you aren't right. the disease right you are a whole person um and the disease is just a part of you and so yeah. many so many women and and men also um forget about this fact so yeah when when did you choke up when when did you um recognize this that you aren't just your body or this disease you are much more than that um i would say it's been an ongoing process for a couple years now um about three or four years ago i had just decided that like this is how I was going to be like, nothing was working, no diet, no exercise. Um, I didn't think I'd be able to afford the surgeries or get them done. So I had just decided like, I was going to be on a large scale of plus size for like the rest of my life. And then I might end up losing my mobility. Um, but I knew, or had come to terms with the fact that like, I didn't need to beat myself up over it anymore that like I knew I had done what I could do. And so I, it's right around the time I started my Instagram and I, you know, just had the whole like embrace who you are, how you are. And that's how body positivity is for me. Like be positive about the body you have at that time and that day. Don't, you know, say I'll be positive when I'm down, you know, two sizes or whatever. Like, just embrace that you have a body that's keeping you alive and letting you have life and just embrace it. So that's been my thing. And then when I met the amazing Dr. Jamie Schwartz and connected and had the ability to get the surgeries and start taking back control, I had this whole new, like, outlook on how lipedema doesn't have to be a death sentence it doesn't have to 
kill your social life. It doesn't have to kill your motivation and your happiness. Like I feel better than I ever remember feeling. I feel less stressed. I feel like my mind is clear. Like I just feel how I think people should feel. And that's the like awareness that I want to raise during this, that like, it doesn't have to be a woe is me. I'm stuck with painful legs forever. It's there is hope and we can take back control and we can be a voice until the medical community catches up with us. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you have just, well, I, I say it's just, but um, yeah, be, be, be gentle with you, with yourself, lay the weapons down and make peace with yourself. Yeah. You are what you are in this very moment and you can't change it overnight. So you have to learn that you are right the way you are. You will always change. The whole life yeah. you will change. Every day is something different with you. So today you are looking like this and tomorrow will be another day. And um, one thing I, I, I sometimes I uh, work as a speaker on um, lymphedema, lipedema events. And the first thing I teach is um, your life is too short to be at war with yourself. Yeah, very much. And it's it. I think it's 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 really bringing you peace. That, um, well, every every energy you put into this war is too much. This energy is so so um, so precious. So you have to keep it for other things like laughing and seeing friends and things like that that brings you energy back. Yeah. And, Lymphedema Podcast is supported by Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, Medi USA, and the National Lymphedema Network. Learn more about our sponsors by visiting the website, lymphedemapodcast.com, and listen to their episodes while you're there. Our, our battle needs to be with the medical community, mm -hmm. not with ourselves. Like, we need to put that energy into fighting to be heard and recognized and not just brushed off as, oh, she's fat. She doesn't know what she's doing. We need to be heard that, no, this is a real thing and we're in pain and we know our bodies listen to us. Right. So um, there are many bad things uh, lipedema does with you, but there are also good things like, um, well, challenges that let you evolve and become a better person so what was um like the one thing you recognized at yourself that you wouldn't have become without lipedema what what wh which change made you really glad about this experience i wouldn't be the happiest that i've ever been if i did not know and learn what lipedema was and realize I had it because I would have just kept that like beating in my head of you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. And I, I would have just taken it and not spoke up for myself and been like, no, I legit have a condition. This isn't something I did. And it's just made me live for what I want. I dress how I want. 
I show the tattoos. I wear the two-piece bathing suits. I And I've done that before tummy tuck. Like I went out there with my lipedema bee belly showing and I, I didn't hide. I figured they were going to look at me anyway. So I was going to wear the bright colors. I was going to have the tattoos. Like I was going to be me because they aren't paying my bills or supporting me. So they don't have a fast, like they don't have a say in my life. So it's allowed me to just like embrace who I am and not live for other people. Yeah, I, I think uh, we have to show ourselves, like get used to the side, guys. <laughs> this is this is how people look. And, yeah. and every 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 um, every people, all the people uh, outside have their stories. And you yeah. also always have to, to see it like that and just leave it like that. Get used to the side of the one with the strange hair and the one with the strange taste and everybody, they don't phone you at, at the morning and ask how they should dress. They right. don't care about you. You, didn't sh you shouldn't care about them. So that's how I also um, work with staring, uh, staring people. And um, there's, there's one quote I always like to, to quote. It's um, people who always stare, make it worth a while. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I always dress, I, I dress every day like the queen is coming. <laughs> so um, it's also the respect for yourself. Um, that's one thing I, um, well, I evolved that um, before Lipedema, I hadn't any real taste in, in fashion. I didn't need to, to. I, I, I just dressed. And since I wear these garments, um, like you only wear the, The stockings, the knee stockings, right? Um, no, well, I have knee stockings for my lymphedema, mm -hmm. and then I have like mid mid calf to under the chest leggings right. for mm -hmm. my lipedema. Mm -hmm. um, right. I will eventually be adding arm sleeves once we do the arms, but I'm being a little bit stubborn. <laughs> I know right <laughs> that was the biggest challenge for me. I really had a mental breakdown when um, I felt the pain in my arms coming up because I really did everything like, like did the exercises and did the diets and did and didn't. Did, and I really lost also weight, but the pain in the arms increased. So um, that was the hardest, toughest time for, for me. And that was the moment when Uh, when I became the butterfly <laughs> and made my therapy like um, um, I, I don't know how, how what's the word psychic therapy psychotherapy oh, okay yeah yeah psychological ter therapy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, learning English with Carolyn um, <laughs> and with this therapy I evolved and really became um, as strong as I am now and I'm still working from this therapy with um, with yeah fashion and uh, learning to cross my own borders to to um, make my comfort zone wider with every step out of this comfort zone this zone grows with you so I did a lot of things that I wouldn't have done without it. And I never knew I had this in me, like being a speaker or being a model or something like that. I, I, I never would have woke up and one morning, I'm a model. 
Where's the photographer? <laughs> so yeah, I I went to college for photography, but I was always behind the camera. I never wanted to be in front of it. So for me to go from that to like photo shoots and interviews and being filmed for a day and my surgeries being filmed for an upcoming docuseries like it's it's completely different I never would have thought I would have done it right so with with every challenge you you um, fight through um, you become something so much bigger than before and it's really it's um, it makes us so much prouder than we would have well Where, uh, where you, you need these challenges to grow. You wouldn't grow without it. So um, take this yeah. challenge. When it's lipedema, take this challenge and grow with it. Don't let, your, um, don't let yourself down. Um, you can be down for a minute. You can cry and you can just leave it all out. But then search something that brings you new energy. Something like something that ma makes... Um, that gives you five good minutes a day. Like for me, it's at the morning, I'm every morning, I'm working in home office now since four years. But every morning I dress up. There is no morning, like only when I'm ill or something, I always dress up uh, according to the garments. And um, this is like, uh, often people say that their garments, when they wear it all um till your waist or with the with the arm garment they feel like they're in a tank and i always say well when you dress up with them it's more like a shiny shiny armor and that's yeah. how that's how you you twist this mindset from something um negative to something positive and that's these these little things um you have to learn like uh When, when you complain that you didn't achieve this or that and everything is wrong and so such, you have to remind yourself about the things you already achieved and what you have done till now to become uh, this person at this moment. There are so many things we already have won, so many fight, fights we already fought. And um, these are these little mindset islands you have to work with. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely a, a, a mental thing. I don't think people realize how much of a mental journey dealing with this condition is. Yeah, it's, it's a chronic condition. You have to learn to live with it because it will be going on for the rest of your life if we are not lucky enough that there's someday a cure, a real cure like genetic or something. Yeah. Um, so we have to learn to live with it in a good way because our life is short and we have yeah. to get everything out of it. So what would, what would be the most important thing you would give a lipedema um, patient at the very beginning of that journey? I think the most important thing is you're not alone. Like, it's not just you that has this condition. There are, you know, millions and millions of women worldwide that have this. So I know it feels like a very alone and isolating condition, but you're not. I mean, they say like one in 11 women have it. 
like when you go to a store there's more than 11 women in the store so the odds are that you and at least one other person in that same building has this condition right and when you look at it that way it's not as you know rare or isolating Mm -hmm. what would you change on the therapy so far like uh, what help would you have needed that you didn't got um i think just knowing that you know vibration worked or drive like just knowing the stuff that worked earlier on i was told back in 2012 that i had this condition and that i wouldn't be able to lose weight and that was it i wasn't told that, you know, compression helped or dry brushing or vibration or even swimming would help. Like, I wasn't told that there was anything to help it. I was just told, oh, you're not going to lose weight. You have a special fat called lipedema. And that was it. And it wasn't until I really started like Googling and researching, but it took a good six years before I got any real answers because 2012 2013 and stuff like that it wasn't all over Instagram it wasn't all over the internet there wasn't these communities so it wasn't out there yeah we um we really were like on cowboy land <laughs> with, yeah. with nothing um to to find it at any information well in Germany we have some um, self-helping groups on Facebook or something um, that was the very beginning but um, I think um, another fashion blogger and me we were the first person like wearing um, flat knit garments on Instagram and that was yeah you still felt alone at that time and now we are so many I think I don't know do, do you know how how big the um the english-speaking community is um i think i actually just posted a fact about this and i don't remember the number off the top of my head it is um so the numbers are that approximately 11 percent of the population so they're saying um between 10 to 18 million in the u.s alone That's much. So, yeah, that's a lot. And then they're saying about 370 million worldwide. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot. Like, you're not alone. There's the odds of seeing someone probably even in your neighborhood that has it, you know, really comes down to it because that's a lot of women. Yeah, and, and I, I think um, the most of them don't know that they have it, that this... Right this condition has a name because, well, they feel the pain, but they couldn't name it. And um, yeah. there's also this, this frustration coming from um, with which, which, which you have to fight then in the beginning after you get a diagnosis, if you're lucky, um, yeah. because a lot of uh, doctors out there uh, still aren't well thought about this. Um, right. So, yeah, we have a lot of work in front of us still after 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and still 10 years ahead of us. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, the Lipedema Awareness Month is always one step further. And uh, yeah, I hope this episode will be too. So uh, what is your wish for the future? What 
um, should we all work for? Uh, like, I have this wish that this intercultural, uh, interlingual um, exchange is happening now, and we all um, come together now from from different um, points of the world just to, yeah, fight together because this world is pretty small, and we are just one big community. So um, I'm really looking forward to to get together more and um, yeah, yeah, love being a part of this also because it's so exciting to to get to know each other and also know about the therapy differences and everybody can learn from each other. I wish that there, or I, I look forward today that there is a universal like agreement on what works and like what is necessary and that you know insurances start to cover the garments and the surgeries and that like it's more of a household name or diagnosis that people understand it that it's not just you know hush hush and we have to fight for it to be heard it needs to be like the doctors need more training on it. There needs to be, you know, it taught to medical communities and not just like brushed over. What can do one for this big mission to make the world a better place? What can do every one of us in their own community, in their own environment? I say, you know, get the pamphlets from like, you know, Lipedema Project and some of the other websites that have the brochures on lipedema and take them to your primary care doctor when you go, take them to your OBGYN when you go, you know, any doctor that you go see, take them the pamphlet. And if you do it multiple times, they'll start to pay attention and they'll realize, or, you know, even if you leave the pamphlet in the waiting room, somebody else in that waiting room could see it And whether they have it, you know, they might have a sister or a daughter or a grandma or a girlfriend that has it. And then the awareness keeps spreading. So I say, you know, anytime you go to a medical community, take information with you so that when you hear it's not a real thing, you can say, oh, yes, it is. Here you go. And anytime I go to the doctor, I have multiple websites open on my phone ready for any time I'm told, oh, you need to just lose weight or you need to do this. And like, I, I have it all ready to show that like, no, this and this and this. And, you know, I, I go ready for battle almost with information to show like, I'm not just saying this, I've done research and this is what it is. That's a big inspiration, really. And, and um, a big idol for me too. It's, it's really, um, you know, It's 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 good to know that um, there are so many fighters out there with you. So we are a big army now. <laughs> um, where can one find you on Instagram or um, you are on? You also have your own website. So tell us where you find. Yeah. So my social media is Pale Ginger Pear um, because I am extremely light skinned, redhead, and I was very pear shaped at the start of all this. So I'm Pale Ginger Pear on Instagram. There's a Facebook page, um, Pale Ginger Pear or Kara the Pale Ginger Pear. And 
website's pellgingerpair.com, but it's all linked on my Instagram. That's where I post the most would be Instagram. Right. Um, so if you want to see me on Instagram on my, <laughs> on my German bad English daily life, um, <laughs> you can find me on um, at Powers Proti and also Lipidim uh, Mode. So it's German, but um, you can always write in English. I will answer you. And uh, yeah, if you need some fashion inspiration, fashion does need, uh, doesn't need words. So you find some fashion inspiration and automatically translated <laughs> articles <laughs> on um, lipödemmode.de. Um, yeah, you will find me, you, fi you will find Kara everywhere. So uh, yeah, thank you for ins in inspire us and um, share your wonderful thoughts with us. And well, thank um, you. yeah, thanks for having me, dear Betty. <laughs> and um, I think we have learned a lot about positive mindset, about um, exciting liposuction types. And um, well, that no hope is lost and your life isn't right. you and ev everything is um, just so livable and you will achieve this too with us so thank you for having me Kara. thank you <laughs> and um, yeah we are looking forward to the next episode of Lymphedema Podcast bye bye